So today on the Touchdown with Aaron Masamola, we are talking all things hockey and we're focusing on women playing hockey. We are talking to a South African hockey player. Now, the most incredible thing about her is that she's got an insane reverse stick and she's definitely one of those players that are truly talented on the hockey field as well. Her name is Celia Evans. Celia, how are you doing this morning? Very, very good. Thanks. And yourself? I'm doing very, very well. I love talking all things hockey. And I think the most important thing that stands out for me the most is the fact that I heard a very interesting story with regards to how you fell in love with the sport of hockey. Apparently, your family was quite involved in football, but your mom asked you to find a sport that girls play and you found hockey. Tell us a little bit more about your upbringing and how this actually came about. Is the story true? Yeah, it's a bit of a personal one, but um, I'm a very honest person. So, yes, it's true. Um, I, I grew up playing soccer. My uh, oldest brother um, obviously was uh, born first, and then my, uh, my sister, and then myself. So when I was born, my brother was pretty upset that I was another girl, and he just wanted a brother to play sport with. So I got tagged along to every sport you can think of, and he played a lot of soccer and loved it. So I had to, and um, played a lot of club soccer, we couldn't find an all-girls team, so I just played with the boys. And as getting older, um, you split the team, shirts on, shirts off. And I was getting older now, and the boys started, like, being a bit shy, you know. And um, eventually my mom said that they would, like, not tackle me as hard or be a bit scared to be a bit physical with me. So um, my mom suggested to me that maybe I should find a sport. At, in those days, there was no all-girls soccer teams or clubs or it wasn't a school sport as well. So um, I then walked onto my top field at school and I saw hockey was being played and I was like, okay, well, maybe I've tried this sport. And that's sort of where it all started. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. And I think playing sports with your brothers or possibly the gents, did that possibly bring out the competitive nature in you? I think so, because we were always picked last. You know, we were like the sad child's on the side and you pick last, but then when you start playing, they realize you can actually trap a ball or your free picks are pretty good or you get selected to take the corner. Then you like build your reputation and then slowly but surely they're a bit more competitive against you. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. I also know that you're somebody that loves her family. And I also saw on Instagram that you recently got engaged. Tell us a little bit more about your partner. Yes. So, Hendy and I actually met in our first year at university at Potterstrom. And we were always just really good friends um, and stayed in contact. And then, yeah, you know, I started dating 10 years later. So, it's a long friendship at um, he's in Pretoria, he works for the Blue Bulls, and, but he plays hockey, he doesn't play rugby. And um, yeah, that's essentially how we met through hockey. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. With regards to family, I know that athletes usually go through that difficult patch in terms of injuries. How important has family and the support of your partner been for you throughout that journey as you recover from an injury? It's huge. Um, having my brother playing professional sport for many years, I learned a lot from him, just like how important it is injury prevention firstly, but he went through a, a few injuries himself that actually ended his career in the end. Um, but just learning how humble he is and how hard he works to do the rehab, it taught me a lot. Um, and in 2018, I went through a very bad knee injury 
that kept me out of the hockey world cup and um just that rehab and the determination to you know everyone thinks rehab is is easy but that's actually the hardest training i've ever done in all my life and if it wasn't for my family being there for me um, going through the operation or being there for me in the tough times, like when your teammates are all on tour playing games and you at home, um, yeah, it, it's it's really tough. But without family, I really would have struggled even more. Um, and then now um, I had a little bit of a niggle recently in my hamstring on the same leg as my knee. And Hendy, like, it, it, it really helps. Like, he helped with physio and um helped me like saying, hey, listen, you know, keeping me accountable. Listen, you need to do your rehab. You need to make sure that you're fit and strong. And it helps because he's also into training and fitness. So running together or, you know, doing gym together, it's awesome. Oh, I love to hear that. And in terms of the mental process, because some of these things you do mention that you do have additional support and your partner helps you to, through some of the challenges. But in terms of the mental process, what do you tell yourself and how do you ensure that you keep yourself accountable to your own goals and achievements? Because sometimes we might not want to get out of bed. How do you keep yourself motivated? It's really tough because, yeah, that is the truth. And it doesn't always work out. Sometimes you're just like, oh, no, like today I just can't, you know. And that that's honest. Like some days it's just, it is too tough. And you have to be kind to yourself and realize like, okay, today's just one of those days, but tomorrow will be better. But I think um, there's a few things. Firstly, um, in 2012, I wasn't selected for the London Olympic Games. Um, I was cut from the final 20. I was young, so I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm young. Um, I will definitely try my hardest for the next one. And um, Rio 2016, we didn't qualify as a team. So I was like, oh, my word. Like, you know, this is now I'm getting to my prime. Um, I, I'm playing like I'm really playing like I love playing. I'm really I'm improving, you know. And then so we didn't go. And that was obviously a big blow. And then now 2020, I was like, now more of a senior in the team. And now I've got to perform. I have to like pull up my socks and really give it my all to make that team. And so when you do go through injury, my goals are really set and it's always been Olympic Games. It's always been going to World Cup or Commonwealth Games and I've achieved those. So now when things are tough and I'm like, okay, well, Olympics, like this is it. This is your one chance. You have to go for it. So when things are like, if it's cold in winter now, um, or you're just feeling a bit tired, you've got to put yourself through it because you know that the rings are waiting. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. The rings are waiting. And with regards to women in sport, I know that the ladies in South Africa are doing quite well. I mean, when you look at 2019, for example, the ladies in Liverpool, when they played the Netball World Cup, went all the way to the semifinals. Banyana Banyana also qualified for their first FIFA Women's World Cup. And of course, the Proteas women's team recently played the semifinals in February in terms of the Cricket World Cup in Australia. In terms of looking at the whole landscape, for women in sport being an athlete yourself how do you think the landscape is looking as a whole it's so positive and it's definitely changing um if i think about growing up my idols were always like men sportsmen you know it was never a, a lady and now with dstv and tv like it's so easy to just watch women in sport and having friends or people that you sort of know within those environments it's really inspiring because they're doing it and they're doing it sometimes in under difficult circumstances in terms of like less funding or more challenges 
I know like um, personally, as for the hockey, the challenges that we go through, it unites us as a team and it's inspiring because we go through those struggles together and women in sport, like now it's really awesome to see that the platform is higher and with like the G sports awards, you know, these type of um, awards that are happening or um, people that are really encouraging women in sport. It's amazing because I think like now school sport, it's really, if you're going to choose soccer, if you're going to choose cricket, there's like no prejudice against it. Schools are really stepping up and changing the, the platform for women. And it's encouraging because I think also times are changing in terms of like normally the woman has to be at home and cook. And now we can go and pursue what we want to pursue and our careers or whatever it is. We are allowed to do anything. We have that freedom. It's now just ourselves that hold us back. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. And I do love what you mentioned there. It's just simply yourselves that sometimes hold you back. In terms of looking at your particular sports, hockey, and the development of a young female and moving a player from grassroots development until the Proteus side, do you believe that there's anything that is lacking or additional government funding that could maybe just help speed up the process or possibly create more opportunities for girls to play more hockey? Yeah, it's something that I'm actually really passionate about and something that I'm looking into because I find that there's a lot of, in terms of hockey, a lot of clinics that happen that are once-off, that we both in within a community and we present and we say, yeah, this is hockey, it's a really amazing sport. And it's awesome because, I mean, it's competitive, you can be physical, it's not like, you know, there's no, you can challenge someone, um, which is awesome. But then you leave and then what happens? So you've empowered people, but you leave. So this is what I'm like trying to uh, develop and um, start is that a lot of primary schools now I found, especially in Pretoria, they don't have sport like at all, not even PE. And that's sad because they're going to good government high schools having no background of sport and expected them to play sport. So here you are, grade eight, you, you don't even know how to skip. You have no like fine motor skills. And um, yeah, that is a huge issue. Not that we have to produce amazing sports people, just being active is really important for your health. Um, so that's one thing that I have found. And I think hockey can really tap into that industry because it is such a relatable sport. I mean, it's, the, there's, it's not so complicated. It, it's really simple to actually learn. Um, it is an expensive sport. So that's one thing that is a bit of a challenge because you need equipment for it. But there is funding for that. And I think if, if we can tap into the, to the schools that don't currently have sport and help those kids, that would be highly beneficial. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. And hopefully government does step up in this role and support you in some of the work that you're doing at the moment as well. And with regards to your playing career, I'd love to now shift the dynamic of the conversation to your playing career. In terms of the things that you enjoy as a player what are some of the things that really stand out for you because I know that you've played internationally as well do you possibly enjoy the travels or are there anything else that really stand out for you yeah there's a hang of a lot of things I'm very competitive so um obviously playing against the world's best um seeing how I how, how I relate to them like Am I able to, I play in the defense, so am I able to keep up to their pace and their skills and, and what they um able to compete against me? That's one thing. I enjoy the challenge. Um, no one likes to lose, and I, like, obviously don't. Um, 
that's the first thing. The second thing, obviously, traveling the world and um, being with your teammates, that's really cool. But we're not really there for holidays. Everyone thinks it's so, like, amazing. Oh, you've gone to so many countries, but I haven't really explored them because you're there for business, you know. You, you're in and out. You're doing your business and you're back. So, um, fortunately, there have been a few occasions that, like Commonwealth Games 2018, I changed my flight ticket to a week later. So, I stayed in Australia for a week and I visited family there. And that was like a real blessing because I was able to actually explore and, and spend time with, with loved ones. Um, but other than that, it's more the memories and the moments that you make. Um, I was, when I was young, I was very, very determined and focused and I would be like, Okay, you have to go to bed at eight o'clock because you have this and this and this. And now, like, if I we go out for a coffee, you know, and I, I spend more time with my teammates than watching video. So I've sort of taught myself to to enjoy and take in the moment. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. I love that you mentioned the fact that you sometimes need to enjoy it and take in the moments. And playing in a team setting, there's a lot of things that happen. And usually looking at the locker room, there's a few characters in the locker room as a whole. There's usually the joker, the one that's always cracking the jokes, the silent assassin who sits quietly in the corner and simply minds their own business. But when it comes to playing, they're quite lethal. And then of course, you've got the singer, the one that's singing quite loud and enjoys the singing on the bus as well. Looking at your team, who would you say are those characters? Yeah, it's interesting because the youth in our team really bring a different dynamic. Um, there's really a few people that, like, I'm not the loudest in the team, definitely not. I'm usually the quieter one. I'm, like, in between. We have an introvert group and the extroverted group, and I'm, like, in between. I can fit in with both, but I, I, I'm generally a little bit more quieter. But um, there's definitely a few characters, and the one that comes to mind is Nikki Vito. She is... Honestly, one of my favorite humans I've ever met. She's hilarious. She's always dancing, singing a song, creating a vibe. If it's like we're singing songs in the back of the bus together and it's like we're all out of tune and it's some Beyonce like <laughs> song or um, it's like some current house song and she's dancing. Like, yeah, she's honestly so good for the team. And um, like, like I said, I'm quite a serious person. So having her around helps a lot because she breaks my like concentration and I can just relax a little bit. Um, definitely the, the player that I can think of that's the quiet, silent assassin is Benita Boggs. She's super humble. She's just really, really hardworking. Um, but when she gets on the field, you would never imagine she has that personality um, she's a workhorse. She plays in front of me. She's my left mid most of the time. So I have a lot of respect for her and I see the hard work. If I make a mistake, Bob's is there. Um, yeah, I, I really um, admire her. The other player that I would also say is Tegan Furby. She's also quiet, but actually a lot more quiet than Bob's. But on the field, I wouldn't mess with her for a second. Um, and then in terms of the, the clown, um, it has to be Vito again, unfortunately. Sorry, Vito, but um, she, she's just like, yeah, I love her so much. Oh, absolutely fantastic. It's always fun and interesting to actually hear these names and to see a completely different side um, to them because we usually see them as players and we would 
sometimes love to know um, what happens in the locker room. So that's always good to hear. And I think looking at your career as a whole, one of the most interesting things that I love to find out about athletes is having already achieved so much, is there anything that really stands out for you that you look at your career and you can say, wow, I'm really proud that I achieved that specific thing in my career thus far? It's really hard because I think we're always so driven and like determined to reach our goals rather and like I think you forget sometimes. Um, a very special moment for me, like I'm not also someone that chases caps or tournaments. Like I'm not like I have to play until I reach 200 caps because if I'm not good for the team, then I'm not going to play anymore. Um, but I think I think one of the major things is um, my first major tournament. It was World Cup 2014. I had been in the squad for four years, working really, really hard. And I think um, there's nothing like sport teaches you so much, but there's nothing like you try and you try and you just you're in the stands or you don't get selected to go on that tour. You know, it's, it's brutal. And like I was close, I was young. So I was close so many times to be like, okay, you know what? That's that's it. Maybe this like international hockey isn't for me. Um, but then being selected in the 2014 Olympic Games, um, it was actually a very funny story. I, I played up front, and um, the defender, who's one of was or is still one of my heroes, um, got injured. And the coach said to me, okay, well here's your chance. You can play in the defense. I'm like, my gosh, like. I've only played up front um, and now I must play defender and I had to play left half. And like, if you know sport, left defender is one of the most challenging positions. Like, it's really tricky. So I was like, okay, well, here it goes. And that tournament went so badly. Like, I gave away so many penalty corners and strokes and like the goalkeeper was swearing at me and I was just like stressed all my life. But I learned a lot. And it encouraged me. And now that's where I still play, actually. And I've like made it into my own position and I've learned to love it. Um, so that tournament definitely stands out for me. I think the other tournament that stands out for me is Commonwealth Games, purely because it's your first exposure to other sports being at tournaments. It's amazing. You're all staying in a village together. You're all like experiencing the tournament and the vibe with other sporting codes and it's amazing to like meet other athletes from other sporting codes or you've just seen like some famous 400 meter athlete win their race and here they are in the dining room and you're like oh my word you just won so yeah it's incredible oh that's absolutely amazing and then of course i'm certain there must be a few things that you would still love to achieve in your career as well you mentioned the rings earlier and then of course when you talk about the olympic games people definitely want to be on the podium possibly a gold medal is there anything besides that that you would still love to achieve in your career I think what's really important for me um, is just passing down knowledge. I know it's a bit off my own personal um, playing, whatever, but it's mainly like when I leave, what, what's going to happen to that position? Who's going to play it? And I want that person to be fully equipped, whatever it is, that they know what to do and do it a thousand times better than me because it doesn't help like retiring and get, sucking up your, I've played now for 10 years, sucking up my 10 years of knowledge and then I leave and I'm like, thanks guys, good luck. It's not about that. 
you know, this process has to carry on. And the youth that are coming into the team, they're amazing, like really talented, skillful players. And they need to take this team further, even further than it's ever been before, you know, creating results that shock the world. And that's the hope. I think um, if I can feel that the next left half or the next defending unit group is stronger and better, then, you know, that will be a dream. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. I also do know that you're involved in mentorship as well. And I think to a large extent, there's still this challenge with regards to women in sport. There are many, many, many young women who are still questioning whether they want to go into professional sports. They're not certain about whether they can do it. And it's beautiful that you're a role model for them. What is that one special message that you would love to just share with that young lady that's listening to your voice right now and that's considering to go into professional sports? I think we all have to be really realistic. Um, there's only a few people that can really make it. If I look at the national teams that I made during school, there's about two people that really went through the, the age groups and through the, the moments to make it to the senior team. So if you haven't made it now at school level, I think everyone's really upset that there's no interprovincial tournaments this year. But school level is just school level. And I know it means everything when you're at that age group. But the girls that I played with now don't play anymore. There's only two of us that have gone through school, SA schools, SA under 21s, and made it into the senior team and still playing. So you just have to keep on working hard. And that's the main thing is that, like, talent, the, the saying is talent can only get you so far, but hard work gets you further. And, and it's so true. So if you're thinking about it, don't doubt it. Do it. Give it your all, but make sure that you really give it your all. Don't just, like, say it and don't put any action to it. If you're going to do it, give it your all. And it's really worthwhile. Like I wouldn't change my process or the ups and the downs for anything in this whole world because it's super rewarding. And um, yeah, like every sport has their own challenges, but that's why we do it. And that's what keeps on bringing us back. We like get addicted to, to it. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Celia, thank you so much for your time. I think most importantly, I want to thank you for being such an incredible role model to so many young females, but just being such a great human being and a great South African, because I think it's also important for one to acknowledge the fact that you need to give back and having achieved so much already in your career. And I believe you've got many more years that are lying ahead of you. It's amazing to see the amount of energy and effort that you are investing into your craft, but also investing into other young players throughout the South African um, hockey spectrum as well. Thank you so much for your time. And most importantly, thank you for being such an incredible role model. No, thank you for you and what you do in sport. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.